Hey, this is Brian with the Mid-City Vineyard Weekly Teaching Podcast. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. We worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about us, check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard, and online, midcityvineyard.org. This week, we were in the third week of our series during this time of Advent. This week, we were talking about joy, and we titled this one, Joy to the World, God is Not Angry. And our friend Wesley Hawley was teaching this week. So thanks for joining us. Let's head on over to the podcast. Much peace to you. If you're like me, you've probably wondered at some point in your life, what is God like? Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. But... But surely at some point or another, you've thought, you know, what is God's nature? What is he, what is he like? What, is, what would it be like if I were around God? Or maybe in your own personal life, maybe when things have gone wrong, maybe you've assigned some things to God's character that just aren't scriptural. You know, they're things that if, if you were really to look and press into scripture, you wouldn't find those things as the scriptures of God. But, you know, even myself personally, it, it, even as of late, there are times when things just don't go quite right or, or you know, and I, and I begin to question or ask, you know, why, God, what, you know, you always hear those people, you know, if he brought you to it, he'll lead you through and all these other nonsensical things. And, and so, sorry, I hope that's not you, but, but, <laughs> but still, there's those times that, you know, you, you question, God, why, why would you do this? Why, why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to these people? But then there's also times that if you've, if you've been around Christianity for some time, Maybe you've had someone ask you, what is God like? And you've tried to explain it to them, and you've tried to, you know, you've, you've tried to think of words, and you've tried to think of, of adjectives or descriptors, things that you could put on God and just say what he was. But, I, you know, we spend a lot of time doing that, but if we just look to the scripture, we just have to look at Jesus. You know, Jesus is, is the exact representation of Christ. He's already done it for us. He's shown us what God is like. So let's press in and let's look at it. In Colossians 1.19, it says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And then over in 2.9, Colossians 2.9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. See, I would suggest that God has come to show us a joy-filled God, a God that's full of joy. So what is joy? It's not extreme happiness. It's not, you know, saints are going to the Super Bowl type happiness that the rest of the city's feeling right now and, and all those things because happiness is it's just a momentarily, it's just a momentarily, momentarily pleasurable feeling. It's just, it's a response. It, that's happiness. But joy is, it's a state of being. It's what's left after life has attacked you and has kicked your teeth in. It's what's left. And I would suggest that people who have truly experienced Christ, those are the ones that, that can feel joy in those times when they've, when they've had their teeth kicked in, when things are just not going their way. It's not dependent on circumstances. And I would say, you know, God is, is definitely full of frustration and, and feelings and emotions and all of those things that we humans are. But at the same time, he's a God filled with joy. There's a... Uh, there's a radio show that I listen to uh, pretty faithfully every week, and, and it's a Body Bone show. And he has a, uh, a movement, if you will. It's a charitable organization, but it's called Pimpin' Joy is the name of it. And if 
came up with Pimp and Joy because he was trying to find a Twitter handle and everything around Joy was taken already. It was a, you know, but they were trying to find a Twitter handle for their co-host Amy's mother. Uh, she was battling cancer, and she was really, really battling hard. And, and she knew that you know she was going to have a tough go of it. And but the one thing she said is, "They can't take my joy." She said, "This is this is who I am. I'm going to have joy." And I want to spread joy. I want people to know joy. And so he came up with this organization, and it was to raise money, and they used it for other things. But I just thought that was so beautiful. But when I look at that, when I look at a person who, and I believe ultimately she lost her life to that battle, but up until the last day, she said, I'm going to have joy, and I'm going to spread joy. And it was, to me, that's a person who has experienced Christ. That's a person who, who is resting in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, who they know that, you know what? This is terrible, but God's got me. Like, I'm good. No matter what happens, I'm, I'm good. And so I, I just I, that's a beautiful representation to me of what Jesus and what God is. It's joy. And so when we look at Luke 2, you know, Brian had, uh, alluded to it earlier, but this passage is about joy, and it's about, it's about resting in joy and, and about the joy that's coming from Jesus, but not Jesus' wrath, not us escaping wrath, or God's wrath, if you will. It's over in Luke 2, verses 8 through 14, and it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom he, his favor rests. Terrified. said the shepherds were terrified. And I would suggest that in our fallen nature, When God shows up, we get terrified. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. They had sinned and they were shamed and, and they hid from God. And then the shepherds were terrified. And these are all false pictures of God because that's not who God is. But that's what we do. Have any of you ever invited someone to church? If you've been following Christ for some time, invited somebody to church and they told you, I can't go to church. That church would burn down if I walked in it. Or, Yeah. God isn't in the, in the business of burning down churches. It's not his deal. I mean, it's only churches we paint that burn down. But anyway, no. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no. 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 God, yeah, too soon? <laughs> too soon? Yeah. No. God is not in the business of burning down churches. That's, there's no wrath there. And then, and at the same time, and those same people will say, man, if you only knew the stuff that I did, you know, God doesn't want me there. But that's not, that's not a, an accurate representation of God at all. I mean, think about it. We killed Jesus. We killed Jesus. And he was on the cross, and he wasn't up there like the Terminator saying, I'll be back. And he was like, I'll be back, and we're good. Like, we're good. I love you. Like, you're my people. There was no wrath there. He didn't say, oh, then now God's mad. You guys, are, I mean, because I don't think there's anything else we could really do that's much worse than killing God. I mean, I, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but 
But God was like, no, we're good. Like, this is, you're my people, and I'm, I'm coming back to you. I want you, I want you to get in on what I'm doing, and I want you to just, I want you to turn around. I want you to follow me. And so we need to get rid of this monstrous picture of God that, that he's some angry person in the sky who's coming to strike us down. I, I got a friend at work, and uh, me and this friend, we have interactions with one another on a, on a daily basis just about. I'm a little upset he's out right now, so I hadn't been able to hang out with him. But usually when he and I have interactions, I usually leave far more confused than when I sat down. <laughs> but it's always, it always leaves me having a, a good conversation and a lot of fun. He's a good friend of mine. So <laughs> one day we're sitting there, and, and he asked me. He says, it just catches me off guard, and he says, so what would you do if this particular person walked into your church? What would you do? And I said, well, I'd welcome them and, you know, show them where they, where they could sit and tell them, you know, when we have coffee and those things. And, you know, and maybe if we have an event after, I'd invite them to the event. But, you know, that's probably what I would do. And he says, so you would let that person burn in hell because you wouldn't tell them what they're doing is wrong? And I sat there with this face on. <laughs> and I just looked at him and said, perhaps you and I worship two different gods. Like, I'm not, I'm not certain that that's the same God. I said, you know, and I thought about it. It's like Zacchaeus. Like, I don't remember God walking up to Zacchaeus and saying, Zacchaeus, you're a jerk. Like, quit treating people that way. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, did, did anybody read that version? I mean, I've been reading the NIV for a while, but I don't remember him saying that. He said, Zacchaeus, climb out of the tree. I'm eating at your house today. I'm eating at your house today. And there were a lot of people who were looking at him going, oh, man, God's eating with sinners now. Or Jesus is eating with sinners. This isn't good. And Jesus was like, hey, dude, I'm eating at your house. Let's go. And it wasn't until Zacchaeus experienced the presence of Christ that he said, you know what? I need to turn, and I need to do something different. And that was Jesus just sharing his joy with another human being. And so that's our job as human beings is to represent, you look at, Look at God. Look at Jesus as an as the exact representation of God, and that He is joy, and that we extend that joy to others. Over in John fifteen eleven, it says, "As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete." God wants us to share in the joy that God has in being God. He wants us to share in that joy. This is great news. This is amazing news. That God is joy and God is good. God didn't come to the earth to clean up a mess or to come deal with a bunch of ragtag human beings and put us on a different course or anything like that because we're not problems that need fixing. And we shouldn't do things out of fear, but we should do things out of joy knowing that we, we're here because of a God who is full of joy. And he sent his son to show us what that joy looked like. Again, instinctively, we just we fear God, and we, 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 give him these, we give him these characteristics that just don't belong. And again, if we just look to Scripture, we'll see time and time again that God is joy, and that's what he wants to show us. Now, our God is a dancing God. He's a joyous God. Again, the, the whole thing with Zacchaeus. When Zacchaeus got out of that tree, I could just about imagine, you know, like when he said, you know what, I did wrong, and I, I, I need to go make this right. I bet God did like the uh, old Michael Thomas and just threw up the little thing just to celebrate. I bet he was like, yeah, heck yeah. And I, I can't picture it any other way. I mean, that's just, 
that's God. And so how much do you trust the gospel? I, you know, there's probably several of us in here tonight who are going through something that, you know, whatever it may be, a loss of a loved one or, or someone who's battling illness or battling sickness or loss of a job or loss of a loved one, whatever it may be. And we just, we may feel like we've lost our, our joy, but we've lost our happiness. And we, we need to really dig into the fact that, that Jesus is there to show us, you know, life sucks sometimes. It really does. But when we have Christ, we can just rest in his joy and we can look back at it and, and, and just ask the question, Father, what are you trying to show me? What is happening all around me right now? What are we walking through? And, and what's happening on the other side of this? What's different? But we have to use our imaginations in order to be able to do that. I mean, we can't, if we look at the here and now and the things that are in front of us, it's going to hurt. And, it, and sometimes it's painful. But if we can just step back for a second and, and have that, that joy within us and sit back and just ask, Father, what is there to be seen here? If you would, I'd like to ask you just for a second, just Close your eyes where you are. It's not weird. I'm not going to touch you, I promise. <laughs> Maybe Sean, but not me. But, <laughs> but I want you to just imagine for a second. The, just the, the thought and the fact that, that God is joy. That God loves you and God is here. He's got his arms out and he's just saying, rest in me. And, and know that I've got you. And I've got you know. I've got this. I've got this situation. No matter what the situation is, that it's going to be good. I got you. Second Corinthians three. It says, "But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away." Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Just spend time this season, this Advent season, picturing God as joy. Reimagine your own joy. If you feel like you've lost your own joy here lately, just reimagine what it would be like to get that joy back and recognize where it comes from, who gave it to you. Heavenly Father, tonight we just ask that you make this a reality for everyone in this building, Lord, that they understand that you are joy and that our joy comes from you. Without you, it, it's hard to see joy as we let our happiness and our emotions take control of us. And, and Lord, that when that happens, it, it, it really it kind of screws up perspective a little bit, Lord. And we just ask that you give us that joy back this season, Lord. As you walk with us and, and you just give us all an imagination to see you there, Father, that we can just fall back to you when things don't go quite right, Lord. We're so thankful that you're a dancing God and not a wrathful God. That's, that's a terrible picture. And for anybody here who has that image of you tonight, Lord, we just ask that it be removed from their minds, Lord, that that's not who you are, that you are a loving God, and that's what you've shown us time and time again in Scripture, Father. And so tonight, Lord, we just thank you for being able to all gather here, and, and Lord, just be with us as we leave the building tonight. Let us travel safely, but at the most, let us just enjoy the community of one another as we leave here. It's in your name we pray.
Amen.